Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference for more details on how to attend. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I want to welcome you again to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And I also welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review our podcast, because today we have an amazing guest. His name is Joel Wyshkovsky. He's the founder at Simple Contacts. Joel is an innovative entrepreneur, investor, and startup advisor. He's a leading voice in digital health and telemedicine, and he's obsessed with democratizing access to healthcare, making it more convenient and accessible with technology. At Simple Contacts, they're a refill service for contact lenses that allows patients to avoid unnecessary visits to the optometrist's office. Let's face it, it could take long and arduous time to be in there. And so he's come up with a great solution for it. Previously, he founded Soul Systems, a pioneer in 3D printing of medical devices. And he was instrumental in launching Smart Vision Labs, a smartphone-based medical device. This gentleman is an amazing contributor to health, and I'm so excited to welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, thank you for joining us. Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. Hey, my pleasure. So what did I miss? Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners about you? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, what gets glossed over a little bit in sort of the introduction is that in addition to being a founder of companies, if you want to make a difference in healthcare, you've got to get involved across a variety of different parts of the ecosystem. So not just starting companies, but also investing in them with your personal capital or on behalf of other syndicates, advising new companies and mentoring people who are thinking about getting into healthcare because you can't do everything alone. I totally agree, Joel. And that's a great call out, right? Putting your money where your mouth is. And you're definitely doing just that. What got you into healthcare to begin with? Yeah, I actually got sick. I got diagnosed with a, a disease called ulcerative colitis. It's actually very similar to Crohn's, if you're familiar with that. It's autoimmune disease. And I was a healthy, you know, late 20s guy. I was active and I uh, had my first real health scare and was just completely blown away by how bad the system was. And I started thinking really seriously about what kind of technologies can we create, can we bring to make the system better? How can we make it faster? How can we make it cheaper? How do I not have to go to the doctor's office? And that question, how do I not have to go to the doctor's office sort of set me down this path of looking at remote technologies like Souls, where we did orthopedics remotely, and simple contests where we're doing vision exams online. But anything you can do to sort of 
take out all the infrastructure costs of delivering care in a doctor's office, getting the patients who can do it remotely and who are healthy enough for it and doing it that way. It's more cost effective. It's easier, more convenient. And because we're going direct to the patient and we're sort of a new company, a new system, new technology, it's sort of an opportunity to redesign process and the experience for patients rather than for a payer or a hospital system. That's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. The frustration of your own care led to just this opportunity to say, you know what, I could do something about this. And listeners, it's that courage to create. It's that just the ability to say, I don't have to deal with this, that distinguishes the guests on this show. And it's also the listeners of the show. You too are doing a great part to improve health, just like Joel has. And so, Joel, in your current venture with Simple Contacts, are you guys, is this a consumer product? Who is your customer? Yeah, we're a consumer product. I think investors are putting money into the company and sort of how we talk about it. It's like the consumerization of healthcare. Uh, we've created a platform where patients come online, take their exam, get prescriptions from doctors who use our platform as well, and then can buy contact lenses. And everything we do, everything we think about is how do you make the experience with the patient exceptional? So they choose us. Patients can choose to go to a optometrist's office. They can go to you know, a lens crafters. They can go to the ophthalmologist. They, they choose all sorts of ways to gain their care. But the way we win and the way we make a difference is when patients know about us and choose us. And that means that we have to put the patient first. Like they have to sort of choose us as, as a consumer. Yes, very good. And is this something that they could use their insurance on or is this out of pocket? Yeah, so the exam costs $20 out of pocket. For most patients, that's about a tenth of the cost out of pocket for an exam, even if they have insurance. So the Vision care space has you know, a number of different complexities, but one of them is that a contact lens exam and an eyeglasses exam are not the same, are usually charged different. So even if you have insurance that will pay for a glasses exam, it yes. generally does not include a fitting for contacts, which can be anywhere from $150 to $200. And that part of our exam is only $200. Wow. So the patient would actually still have to pay $150? Bucks? If they go to the doctor's office? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that's big. And they could do it from the comfort of their own home. Yeah, they can do it from anywhere. They can do it from their office. They can do it from their living room, their bathroom. They can do it in a hotel room. They can <laughs> people do it on trains. We've seen people do it in the parking lot. We've seen people do it like the break room of their work, wow. factory floors. That's amazing. Uh, it's actually, if you think about it, it's like, fascinating. It's like the realization of telemedicine. It's medicine and checkups fitting into patients' lives. That is super cool. And Joel, this is super fascinating and amazing that, that you're able to put together a platform like this. It takes too much time to spend at an optometrist's office. And it's pretty cool that you put this together. What would you say is a big thing that you guys are doing to improve outcomes? I think the one thing that's really important about platforms like ours is when you increase access and you make it more affordable, patients can choose to do you instead of trying to go around the system. So the largest issue for people who wear contact lenses is overwear. People tend to wear their last pair of contacts for way too long because they don't have time to go see a doctor in their office. Yes. So we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of evidence that people who use our system are getting exams more often, are buying fresh lenses more often, and are using the recommended wear schedule versus doing things that are detrimental to their health in order to save money and time. 
That's pretty cool. It's these side benefits of it that I think would be of interest also to payers because if you have overwear, you can imagine some of the complications like, hey, you know, somebody ends up getting some sort of eye infection or eye disease. And and so I, I think that's really neat. So Joel, let's jump into um, how you guys are doing things differently. I mean, is anybody else doing this out there? Not really. Um, We're really the only one-stop shop that has an exam built into the experience. I think if you think about what we are, is we are very much like a traditional optometry clinic. We have doctors who work with us. We have exams that can be done for patients, and we also happen to sell contacts. So patients come to us if they wouldn't learn an optometry clinic. The difference is that we don't have any of the overhead costs of the retail clinics. We don't have any of the you know, electricity bills. And instead of taking you know, an hour or two for your exam and visit to the doctor, it's taking you on average less than five minutes. So I think that's amazing, fundamentally unique. And but it fits into this really concept patients have about how they get their care. They don't want to go to one place to get an exam and another place to get their contacts or their glasses. And I think that's a, sort of a model that is actually very applicable to a lot of verticals, right? Like people want to be able to go see their doctor and get their, their medications or get their sort of prescriptions without having, you know, many steps. Yeah, that's awesome. Simplifying the process and listeners, the thing that I want you to take away from the amazing things that Joel and his team are doing at his company is that when you come up with an idea to improve health, it doesn't necessarily have to be a product. It could be a process improvement. And he's doing just that through his company now. Joel, can you walk us through a time when you made a mistake or you failed and what you learned from that? Yeah. So one of the you know, interesting things that sort of happened is there's been a, a group of people, a small group, but vocal group of uh, retail clinics, people who run the um, optometry clinics and glasses and contact lens stores, the stores sort of like said, hey, this new technology is very disruptive to us. We don't want it to exist. And in 2016, we actually, a couple of states passed laws that banned us. South really? And in Georgia, for instance, have laws that basically say, you can get opiates online, you can get a birth control, abortion-inducing drugs online, but not contacts and not glasses. That cannot be prescribed online and have very specific rules against it. I and mean, we didn't really see that coming. We didn't know there was going to be such a blowback when we started the company. You know, we... I'm an entrepreneur, I'm not a political guy, I'm not a regulatory guy. And we just saw they're like, oh my goodness, like these guys are going to try to legislate us out of business, protect their, their clinics. And Insane. so we, we definitely, that is definitely a mistake. We should, have, we should have realized earlier that was happening and been able to engage. I think what we did learn though was like, hey, we can win these battles. We can go do education campaigns. We can talk to legislature. We can talk to the regulators. We can make sure that when they're debating this in the state houses, it's not just a retailer's perspective, not a business person's perspective. It's the patient's perspective, and they can see the technology, they can meet us. And so we've been very engaged since late 2016. And actually been in, I think last year, we, we had state-level battles in seven states. Seven states debated wow. the idea of banning our technology, and we won in every single state. Seriously? Uh, seriously. So we've sort of amazing. Of, we've, from that like, lesson, we've learned how to engage like the regulators, the representatives, um, each state, educate them, and sort of show them what our technology is to dispel any rumors and mistaken beliefs. And Joel, what do you think 
has led to your victories at these different litigations? At the end of the day, like, what we're doing is the future. Depending on the you know, representative, right? You have different representatives that have different platforms. Yes. Some are you know, people who care about things like free market, better access for patients. So that the argument with them is, hey, this technology is just one competitor in many. The patients to choose. Like, we're not forcing patients to do it online, right? Patients choose yeah. us. And if they want a more comprehensive exam, they can go and see a doctor. Same, we're not stopping them from doing that. And then um, the second arguments are like, there's other people who care more about like access in rural communities, the cost of care. So your argument is like, listen, telemedicine, they're already on board with telemedicine and many states are passing laws, comprehensive reform to enable telemedicine. And that's, you're seeing that on the federal level too. You're seeing that with the Veterans Affairs, the VA, carrying Medicare and Medicaid, starting to think about how to incorporate telemedicine. So we're sort of inserting ourselves and saying, hey, this is not a, a contact lens and glasses issue. This is a telemedicine issue. And the technology we use for contacts just happens to, we just happen to sell contacts, right? Like we could just as easily have called the company Simple Birth Control or yeah. Simple Hair Loss and been selling those products or writing prescriptions for those products because really the technology is the same. Like what we do is not really specific to contacts. It's, we're specific to being able to do an exam online, get a prescription and get a refill without all the steps that normally involve that process. And so that argument sort of goes a long way with those patients, those uh, representatives that care about things like ac rural access and, and uh, low cost, access to low cost care. I love it, Joel. This is so awesome. And you guys are adding so much value to people out there by removing all these steps in a convoluted, complicated, and time-intensive process. And listeners, the takeaway that you should take from what Joel just shared, I mean, he did not get into the business of policy. But because he had his strong vision for the business and, and helping patients, he had to. And he didn't let that get into his face. And, and he didn't feel like he failed. He actually prevailed. And it goes, Joel, you're a good example of that quote that says, failure does not define you, it refines you. And Absolutely. Joel, you, you well, agree? I mean, like you, you, we, you know, before we hit record on this and we were just you know, chatting, you mentioned that you're an entrepreneur at heart. And the story entrepreneurship, it's not what you hear in, in the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, you know, like that's the Bill Gates of the world. It's like a very, very rare, like normal store of entrepreneurship is about struggle and coming up with creative, interesting solutions in spite of the fact that all the odds are stacked against you. If it was easy to sell contacts online, do remote telemedicine, all that stuff, like someone would have already done it. Like I wouldn't even have an option, right? Like I, there would be no opportunity. And so, you know, you get, if you're, you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be a founder of a company, especially in something like healthcare, where there's so many different stakeholders with very powerful stakeholders, you have to prepare to adapt and use points where you have friction as a sort of catalyst to create new and interesting solutions. Yeah, what a great share. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, and you know, behind my, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking like Uber and the things that they're doing and the mm -hmm. fights that they had to have. And when you push the system to that edge of discomfort, that's when you know you're doing something impactful. And Absolutely. you're doing that, Joel. Yeah, look, a lot of the people who are interested in our company, the advisors to be, to work here, be part of our customer service team or to invest in the company, a lot of them look at the struggles we've had in the legislative side and see the animosity from this really small group of retailers and say, oh my God, if someone is 
that upset about what you're doing, you're clearly on to something. <laughs> they wouldn't be that upset. If yes. Right. They wouldn't be spending so many millions of dollars a year to stop you if they didn't think this was like a mortal threat. That is so great. I appreciate you sharing that. Listeners, I hope you get a little bit of inspiration here from Joel and, and what him and his team and this group is doing. Tell us a little bit more about the other side of the coin, Joel, an experience that you're super proud of in your mm-hmm. medical leadership career. Honestly, I am proud every single day. I'm proud of the product we've built. It's incredible. I'm part of the team. We have 40-something employees now. Uh, many of them work for some of the best consumer companies in the world, you know, computer technology companies. And we have this, this channel where in, in our Slack where every time someone writes a review, every time they write an NPS res, you know, survey result, anything, they give us feedback. They talk to a customer service rep or they you know, write us an email. It just automatically goes in this channel. And you know, you're getting like dozens, hundreds of these things a day. And they're all so positive. An NPS score of 88, which in healthcare is just like stupid, right? (laughs) Thousands and thousands and thousands of five-star reviews on Android and iOS. And the reviews are just crazy. Like, I mean, I'm just going to pull it up. I'm going to read like the first one. And I wake up in the morning and I look at that feedback channel. I'm like, wow, like imagine for a second that you are an entrepreneur and you think of an idea that affects you. You know, I'm a condo lenswear. And you're like, wow, this, this process really stinks. I bet I can fix that. I bet people would like it. And then you make a little MVP product and it kind of works. People kind of like it. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a year, you've raised some money, you're like a nicer team, you're really like starting to see if it'll scale as a business. And you're getting dozens, hundreds of five-star reviews a day. That is so validating. It's like the Super best validating. Thing. Like think how proud you are. Like I had this idea and I turned it into a company. I turned it into a service. And people love it. Like, that's just amazing. I'll read you one from 7.30 a.m. Today? Yeah, 7.30 a.m. There's there's two at that time, actually. I'll I'll read you the first one. Five stars is an iOS review. I'm never going anywhere else. (laughs) If you don't believe they need a five star, I'm sorry you feel the way. It's called Simple Context for a reason. It's cheap to get lenses and staff is willing and helpful to make sure to stay on top of your prescription. They go above and beyond to make you a satisfied customer. And I'm so glad I tried it out. I will never go anywhere else. Wow. I've had contacts for 18 years now. And I wish this company has been around for that long because it makes getting new contacts so easy and accurate in your prescription. Thank you so much, Simple Contacts. Wow. wow. That is a raving fan right there. Totally. That's uh, awesome, Joel. The next one is actually, I'll read only a piece of it. It's another five-star review on iOS. It's like a few minutes after that one. And it's titled, Ordering Contacts from the Subway. From the I Subway. I love it. I was on my last pair for the month. I'm ashamed to admit it. As silly as it sounds, being able to order contacts from an app really has been a game changer for me. How easy and fantastic. That is so cool, man. Order a new set of contacts from the Subway? Question mark. Why, yes, I think I will. hashtag i'm even writing this review from the subway that is awesome that's amazing that fits into someone's life they're like on their way to the office they forgot about their condoms prescription they would otherwise have to call a doctor or make an appointment like they just i'm so proud of that that's so awesome joel i'm glad you opened up your phone and (laughs) shared some of the reviews because it is validating when you hear people like even when when i hear folks post reviews on my podcast. Hey, keep it up. Like amazing interviews, great stuff. I mean, this is just an example, the market speaking 
to what you're creating and acceptance and encouragement to keep going. That's awesome, Joel. I love that you shared that with us. So let's dive into this. Things are going well there. What's an exciting project that you're working at at uh, Simple Contact right now? Yeah, I think one of the things that we've sort of learned is that patients want things that are super easy. And we're sort of constantly working on making the test like easier and more convenient. One of the things that we, we learned a while ago is that the test we have, while it's pretty easy to do, still leaves people thinking, oh, is this, is this thing legitimate? Yeah. People ask that question. Actually, one of the larger search results we have for our, for our organic search results is, is simple contact legit? We've been working on a project for the last two months to recreate the exam flow in a way that feels more like a doctor's office visit. So instead of having looks right now, you go into it, you can see it shows your distance from the phone and it goes through, walks through the process, but it's self-directed. The new version, it actually kind of looks like a FaceTime interface. Oh. And so it loads up. There's a doctor's, like a video of a doctor. They'll give you a little explanation and it'll sort of walk you through the process. It'll take you step by step. And it's a real doctor doing it. So you, it feels a little more like official. Same amount of time. It's not more time to do it this way but it just feels more interactive and more personalized. So that's been a big thing that we've been working on. That's pretty cool. And so this is just a testament, Joel, to you and your team's ability to take what the market says because, listeners, the market speaks. And if you listen, you're going to get the feedback that you need to make your products and services that much better and useful. And Joel and his team saw that one of the organic searches in Google was, is this real? So what led you to go with that feel of the doctor? You could have done a lot of things, right? You, you know, you could have done an education campaign, but like what got you guys focused on doing no, it this we, way? We're, uh, like I said, our team is basically everyone in our company comes from a massively successful consumer, direct to consumer or consumer technology company. Things like SoundCloud and SeatGeek and, you know, uh, Casper, like those kinds of yep. companies. We have a lot of experience building things for consumers. And with that experience comes a heavy reliance on data, data analytics, looking at our flow, understanding where people are dropping off and, and knowing that people sort of start to drop off right around that zone where they're doing the first test and they don't really understand if it's real. Yep. You know, we're now... With thousands of reviews, you've good, you know, people are organics are kind of off the charts. We have a lot of referrals. People who just hear about us on a you know podcast like this, or maybe their friend they don't really trust tells them about it. Like they get in that zone and they started dropping off. So yeah, um, a lot of what we're doing is like focus around that that zone where they're like starting to take the test for the first time. That's how we sort of identified it. That's pretty cool, Joel. And congrats. Uh, I'm sure it won't affect the flow. And I'm sure it sounds like it's still the same amount of time and you guys are still continuing to do it. Hey, order it from the subway. And listeners, if you're listening and you wear contacts, by all means, Joel will share how you could get this done. In fact, why don't we just do it now, Joel? How do they get in touch? Do they download the app? Like, can you give us the onboarding here? Yeah. I mean, look, go to simplecontacts.com. There's a web experience. Uh, you can also download the app for iOS and also for Android. Just search for Simple Contacts. So we actually have a, a code for all your listeners. It's code Outcomes Rocket, all lowercase, all one word. It's a $30 off code. So they can use that, download the app, iOS, Android, or find us on the web, simplecontacts.com. Amazing, Joel. Thank you so much. Listeners, take advantage of that. Go to simplecontacts.com. When you check out, use Outcomes Rocket and you get $30 off. That's amazing. Joel, thank you for that. 
<laughs> no problem. So, Joel, this has been fun. Let's get into the section of the podcast where we build a medical leadership course on what it Ooh. takes to be successful. The 101 course with Joel Wyshkowski. And so we're going to write out a syllabus. I got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> didn't we have to, don't we have to name it first? <laughs> Which one? Do we have to name the course? I was, told, I was told I need to come up with a name of a course. Let's hear the course. You had written the 101 course, the ABCs of, and I had empathy. ABCs oh. of empathy. I love it. The ABCs of empathy, listeners. And Joel, you are the first to come up with the official name for the course. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> so the ABCs of empathy, let's hear it, Joel. What's the best way to improve health outcomes? I think it's listening to patients. I think a lot of times we talk to patients and think the key is to listen to what they want, things like what we do. We look at how they use our app, what they tell us they want. Got to gain their trust. Once you gain their trust, you know they'll work with you to take your, your recommendations and be healthier. I love it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Treating patients and not caring for them. Like giving them like, here's your issue. Go take this drug. I'm an investor, advisor, lover of this company called Parsi Health, which is a Parsi. direct consumer holistic medicine practice. And they, they basically take that to heart. They say, okay, if you have a headache, I'm not just going to give you Advil. I'm going to figure out what's happening in your life. Are you sleeping well? Are you have stress? Do you have marital issues? Like, what is going on that could be contributing to this that we can try to help solve before we start giving you tons of medications? I think that's key. Caring Love for patients, it. not just treating them. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Aligning on values. Got to just have a set of values that you'll never compromise on and use that as a guiding principle whenever you're making decisions. So no matter what the world looks like, if you have values. Like for us, it's transparency, it's openness, it's uh, caring and sort of maniacal focus on patient experience. And uh, I think that's the most important thing. That's awesome. What is one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? This is the one thing that no one ever does. I don't understand why. It's putting patients first. There's so many stakeholders in the health ecosystem. There's the payers, the providers, the hospital systems, the doctors, the it seems like for so many organizations, especially sort of incumbents, the payers get treated first, the providers get treated second, the doctors third, and the patients last. And I think that really needs to be flipped on its head. Um, patients I think need, first. Yeah, patients first. I love it. What book and what podcast would you recommend, Joel? These are not about health, uh, but there's a book called Third Chimpanzee by Jared Diamond, evolutionary biologist, talks about human beings and sort of our relationship with other animals, like how we evolved, and specifically looking at the similarities between us and other animals. And I think for any person who thinks broadly about the world, that's a really good introduction to how closely aligned we are with animals and the things we can learn about ourselves from their anatomy and their social structures. I love it. And what podcast would you recommend, Joel? My favorite, Tim Ferriss. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, I think just Tim doesn't obviously talk about healthcare very often. So like, I mean, a third of his podcasts are about sort of 
uh, personal conditioning and sort of tweaking your own like biology. But like, overall, I think his approach to life and thinking about individuals and your own, your own development is great. Outstanding recommendations. Listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash simple contacts. And you'll be able to find Joel's profile, our question and answer session, as well as links to the resources he provided and a copy of that uh, link that you could click on and type in Outcomes Rocket for your $30 off. Before we conclude, Joel, would love to just uh, hear your closing thought and then the best place where the listeners can get in touch with you. I think just put patients first. Care about the user experience, the patient experience. Bring all the things we know about consumer design and customer service to healthcare. I think if we can do that, we'll have some major improvements. When you care about the patient first and you put them first, I think everything else falls in place and like sort of the right alignment. You can find me personally at Joel Wish on Twitter. I'm also Instagram, wherever, joelwish.com. And then you can find our, us at simplecontacts.com or at simplecontacts on Twitter. Thank Fantastic. you so much for the time. Hey, it was my pleasure, Joel. So glad you made the time to be on. Great. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.